Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandergriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Today, I want to talk about our expectations of time, because I think that the majority of us in our culture today are almost pre-programmed to do everything in a hurry. Everything has to be rushed. We have so much to do, so little time to do it. We've got to stay in a rush. Even the word hustle, oh, it's become such a mainstream word in our culture. You've got to hustle. You've got to push. You've got to go fast. You've got to work two or three jobs at the same time because that's the only way you're ever going to make progress and get things done. We just like things to be done fast. That's why microwaves are so wonderful. There's a Brian Regan sketch. If you don't know who he is, he's a fantastic comedian. Brian Regan, he's got an old sketch where he's talking about Pop-Tarts. And on the back of the box of Pop-Tarts, the instructions say that you can put them in the toaster for 30 seconds or you can put them in the microwave for five. And he goes on this hilarious rant of who in the world is so busy that they don't have an extra 25 seconds to put their Pop-Tarts in the toaster and enjoy them because they're way better in the toaster than they are in the microwave. He's like, who wakes up and runs down, ah, microwave route through the car, eats and as they go. Who does that? Who's that busy? Well, apparently a lot of us are because we want what we want when we want it. We want to be best friends with instant gratification. We want to hustle. We want to rush. We want to get stuff done. We want to feel like we are making progress. We, we like to use good words to name our bad habits. Like we want to be efficient. Efficiency is not synonymous with expeditious. Efficiency is not about speed. It is about organization. And that's what we should be about. But instead, we find ourselves stuck in this addictive loop of rush. And it is addictive. And it is a loop. If you think about all the times that you rush, think about when you're trying to go to a party or an event and you're trying to get your family out of the door and you feel like you're running behind schedule and it's just, I need to get everyone in the car because we have to get there because we only have so many minutes to make this drive and there could be traffic and there could be this and there could be that and we might be late and that cannot happen because I'm not a late person. We go through this in our heads. Well, what happens when we're rushing? Our mind is set and focused on the end goal, and that is it. We want to get there in the right time, so we miss the details. So there's a good chance that as you've tried to rush to go somewhere that you've forgotten something that you were supposed to bring. Well, what happens? You either have to turn around and then you're really going to be late, but you had to get whatever it is you were getting. If you were supposed to bring something to this event, you either do that and you're really late and you're a disappointment. You're disappointed at yourself because you have to stop the store and spend money that you didn't want to spend to get whatever the item was that you were supposed to bring to the party, or you just show up to the party on time and empty-handed, and then you're a disappointment in the eyes of everybody else. Pretty good alternatives, but that's what happens when we get stuck in the loop and we're bound by the, the addiction of rush. We forget the details, and we end up spending more time doing the same tasks that if we were just organized and a little calmer about, we'd get done. And we'd get it done in a good amount of time, and we'd feel better about ourselves. 
but instead we make more work for ourselves. And so we truly do end up having so much that we have to do with so little time to do it. And we just slap a good word on it. We call it efficiency, and it is not. But this is where we find tension in the home, because as adults, we function this way. Kids, not so much. They're at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to expectations of time. We don't feel like we have enough time. We have so much that we have to do. Kids can't get enough of time. They love every second of every day. They don't want to take naps. They don't want to go to bed because there is time for them to be awake. There is time for them to have their imagination run wild, for them to explore and to experiment and to play and to laugh. That's what kids think about time. And here we are. We are in the rush, and they just want to enjoy every second. And we have to come together because we're a family. So how do we deal with this tension? We, as dads, we have to adjust our expectations of time. Living in a rush, it's not going to cut it. We can't do that. One of the main reasons we cannot do that is I want you to think about all the times that you rush. When you rush, seldom, if ever, I'm not even sure that it's possible. When you're rushing, you are focused on the goal. It is whatever it takes to get this done in the appropriate amount of time. What you're not focused on are some of these good details of fathering, like love, compassion, joy. And so you are probably a little more frustrated when you're rushing. When you woke up late and you're trying to get everyone to school on time because you still have to make it to work and you've got a presentation that you have to give, there's a good chance that you're going to yell at your kids that morning. There's a good chance that you're going to lose your temper. There's a good chance that you're going to get aggravated and agitated and frustrated and you're going to let it out on your kids because they're not moving fast enough because they don't have the context that you have when it comes to time. They don't have the same expectations. They're happy to be awake and to see what they can do with the time that they have. You are trying to figure out how you fit all this stuff into the small amount of time that you have to do it. And so this creates tension. You can't have the same expectations about time because if you continue this way, if you continue trying to live life so fast-paced, always in a rush, always in a hurry, you're going to rob your kids of the love and the compassion and the joy that you're supposed to be giving to them. So this is not acceptable. We can't continue this way. We have to change our expectations. I think about my kids. Let's start first with my daughter, Jojo. She's two, two and a half almost. Time flies so much. But she is in this weird phase and has been for the last month. And early on, whew, it was pretty aggravating. But now, tried to calm myself down. Tried to change the way I think about this. When we get to the house and it's time to get out of the car, Bubba and Sissy get out fast. Daddy gets out fast. There's nothing to do in the car. But for Jojo, there's a lot to do in the car. Her brother and sister get out of their seats. That's new territory for her to explore. What toys did they leave behind? What snacks might be lying around? And here's the thing. 
You should be careful about what snacks are lying around with the car seat. I'm nearly positive that the underneath of a car seat might be the filthiest place on the planet. If you have strapped in car seats with young kids and you have never taken them out of the back seat, I pray for you because the day that you have to swap that bad boy out, you're going to see this new species that developed on your seat in your vehicle and it's going to freak you out. That's the nastiest place on the planet. I remember the first time I unlatched a car seat. It, it caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for it. And even me prepping you, you're still not going to be ready for it. It's disgusting. So yes, she likes to probe around and see what's left behind. She likes to jump into the front and pretend like she's driving. She likes to explore the vehicle. And on average, it takes about five minutes for her to be satisfied with her quest inside the car and then to come out. And I feel like I don't always have five minutes for her to do that. I feel like I need to get inside and get, get stuff done. But I have come to realize that those five minutes spending time with her in a car of all places seems to mean a lot more to her than me trying to rush her out of the vehicle and get her inside the house. I spend that time with her. She finally comes in. She's happy. She's smiling. She's silly. On the times where I feel like I don't have the time and I pick her up and I take her into the house, she cries. She's sad. She screams. And that's not relaxing. <laughs> that's not very uh, conducive to a calm state of mind when you have a baby screaming, when you buy a uh, sound machine to help you go to sleep. You know, you can have the well noises, you can have the ocean in the background. The third option is never screaming babies because it is not very calming. And so what you do is you continue in this rush. The screaming in the background just makes the frustration a little bit easier to find. So I have found that when I adjust my expectations and I realize, you know what, I can take an extra five minutes and the world's not going to end. It's going to be okay. And it's probably going to mean I give my daughter a little more joy, a little more love, and a little more compassion. Kids just slow things down. And that's the way that it is. And we have to accept that as fathers. We have to adjust our expectations of time. Now, the remedy truly is efficiency organization, developing some disciplines, adding some processes and routine to your life, chipping away at things every single day, little by little, and making big progress over time. Instead of trying to have this overnight sensation type progress, just do it little by little. And if we are disciplined over time and we develop this diligence in our life, you will be surprised a year from now when you look back and say, wow, I actually have done quite a bit. Slow down a little bit in life. Adjust your expectations to accommodate your children. Now, you do have to teach them that they can't just lollygag the way that they want to all their lives. But I think the best way for us to go about this is to develop disciplines ourselves, and then to model that to our kids. And to take the initiative to serve them with their current expectation and context of time. An example of what I mean by this is if every morning you're waking up and it is a maddening rush to get your kids ready and out the door for school and get yourself to work, 
Maybe you wake up an hour earlier. Maybe you take the initiative and you take the lead as a leader in your home, as the dad, and you show some initiative. You wake up early so that you can better serve and give to your family because that's what we get to do as leaders. That's what we get to do as fathers. That's who we are. It's an opportunity for us to better serve and to better give to our children, to our family. So maybe we develop some disciplines. Now, I'm not going to go down, here's what you need to do, because I don't think I'm the right person for that. But I can tell you that in theory, and I know that sometimes things are easier said than done, so I'm going to take the easy way for this episode and just say it. Discipline. Develop some discipline. Get some routine in your life. Find organization. Declutter your life. Do what needs to be done. Chip away little by little. And get out of the rush. Life does not need to be a constant hurry. I would advise you for the sake of your kids, of your family, and of your own sanity to stop rushing, to stop living in such a hurry, and find discipline. And I would try to do that pretty quickly. Thanks for being with me today. This is Fathering Our Future. This is the podcast for dads. If you have any questions, please reach out to me, fatheringourfuture at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to connect in other ways. You can find Father in Our Future on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you're watching this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel because there's more than just the podcast episodes that are posted on here. If you want even more, I would go to the website, fatherinourfuture.com. You're going to get blog posts, some things that are right that I won't talk about on the podcast, at least not anytime soon. You also get some blogs from other dads who are perfect dads, but they are trying to be better every day, and you're going to get some wonderful insight from them. Father in Our Future is an attempt to bring together a community of dads so that together we can better father our future. And you'll get a lot of that at the website, fatheringourfuture.com. But again, I'd love to hear from you. So reach out however you can, whether it's through social media or emailing me directly at fatheringourfuture at gmail.com. Again, this is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandergriff. Thank you so much for being with me today. And I hope you'll join me next time.